0: So uh, just to put this into perspective, it is currently 20 to 12 on a Sunday night and uh, Ben was a little bit late to the podcast today. I was like, Ben, where's the Zoom link? Can you <laughs> send it? Uh, ben thought I was an hour early. In fact, I was bang on time. Ben was late because Ben's clock is telling him that it is 20 to 11, not 20 to 12.
1: Yeah, so I got, I must have missed an hour in my day. I'm not sure where that went.
0: Have you just been like late for everything then?
1: Well, in all fairness, I would know where I needed to be today, so...
0: Except the cinema? Or oh, did you not go today? You went yesterday.
1: I went yesterday.
0: But I'm don't. i not sure what happened to my clocks. So weird. I mean, the clocks went back last week then, but... but I've been, been on
1: time at most of the time this week. I'm pretty sure it's See, not See, this my is class.
0: weird. This is really weird. Maybe you haven't. They're like sudden things where you're like, oh shit, yeah, I was late for that.
1: No, I mean, I, I made it to all of my lectures and seminars this week. I
0: I mean, that just to get you through the door, Ben, that, that's great for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is great. Not
0: oversleeping or watching some film or something like that. So you went to the cinema, you watched Spencer, and we're going to be talking about that on the podcast today. Yep. Also, Trailer Talk is back, and Ben is written here on the podcast. Jacob, nerd out. Um, if you know what trailers have dropped this week, and you are a regular listener to the podcast, you will know what trailer I'll be nerding out about, but don't worry, it's not just that. We're also going to be talking about Stranger Things uh, and Spider Man, uh, all, all in the trailer talk. We'll get to that. Also on the podcast, we're going to be talking about one of the biggest UK, I think UK, the biggest UK like TV franchise potentially of all time. Then,
1: yeah, I mean, I think there's an argument that it's the biggest UK show of all time.
0: I definitely, we're going to be talking about I Doctor think, Who I, on the podcast today, which is very exciting.
1: I think there's definitely an argument that it's one of the biggest UK cultural touchstones.
0: Yeah, I mean, you have fully picked it up then.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, because I'm going to mention this, literally they're doing a two hour Doctor Who special on the BBC centenary anniversary next year
0: wow that is strong
1: so like the bbc's 100 year and they're putting two hours of doctor who on for that day which means i think it's that so that shows how much they think it's their or biggest historical show i mean they'll probably also do like yeah, an and hour it's going to
0: draw in the viewers as well which is you know young that will be jody's last one to a wide aud- uh, mm. audience gone
1: and that will be Jodie's regeneration when they're doing her final episode on the 100 years of the bbc in 2022 wow
0: wow that's fantastic! that's exciting I do my research. Yes, I don't think she was a good doctor. I'm buzzing she's gone.
1: (laughs) She (laughs) has. She was. There was an episode tonight, her best episode as a performance. Yeah.
0: Um, Also, we'll be talking about the news uh, on today's podcast as well as Eternals. And uh, Ben, you've been watching something on the West End as well.
1: Yeah, I went to see Dara Nansen. But, Jacob, what have you been watching recently?
0: You know what I've been watching, Ben. Every single other person on the planet, pretty much, has been watching the amazing Korean Netflix show that is Squid Games. Now, we're talking about Netflix again on the podcast. um, But, Ben, controversially, you are one of the – you're the only person I know, actually, and most people I know have watched this, the only person I know, you don't like Squid Games.
1: Yeah, I watched an episode. I wouldn't say I once didn't like it, I just didn't get into it. You?
0: I literally have a text of you saying, bear in mind, I don't like the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I maybe don't like it's a bit strong. I think I don't... I watched an episode and I didn't care for it, and I didn't want to watch the second. I didn't
0: love the first episode, didn't love the opening act, Um, but by the end of it, I really liked it. Ben, are you a a English subtitles guy watching it in Korean or are you a dubbed over kind of guy?
1: Depends what time of the day it is, if I'm honest. I I'm not one of those purists who says if I'm if I can and I'm not tired, I will always go subbed. But right. I I do think people are a bit like, well you should only ever go subbed, but like me and Jacob, it's we're both dyslexic well. and yeah, I'm when dyslexic, it's late at so. night. Yeah, I am as well. And when it's late at night, I can barely read. Like, it's not going to happen. I,
0: uh, I've seen clips on TikTok of the original version. I agree that the uh, the emotion and the acting is probably much more effective watching it in the original language. However, like Ben said, I'm dyslexic and I know a lot of people don't necessarily want to read while watching. They want to just get more engrossed in it. So I think it's a personal preference kind of mm. thing. Whatever whatever works for you. It's a great show either way. thing is, Ben, what I like about it is that I have never seen anything like it. Ever.
1: I mean, I think lots of, from what I've heard and what I've read, actually lots of Koreans, there's lots of similar Korean things. I mean, but I thought exactly. I'd never seen anything like it when I watched, pa- I when I saw Parasite last year, which won Best Picture right. last year, another Korean film, yeah. I thought... God, I've never seen anything like this, and then thought I should probably watch some more Korean films. And I have to admit, I haven't got round to it. A Squid Game was probably a better opportunity to do it. But, yeah,
0: um, probably the best opportunity you're going
1: to get. No, because when I watch Korean things, I'll go and go, what is the best Korean films? And I will watch yeah. what's the best, not what's not best. The thing newest. is,
0: I, I, one of the things that I also love about Squid Game is that it has well and truly put Korea on the map massively and i feel like it's also you know we were for so long oh no i'm not watching anything not in not in english like loads of people or i'm not watching anything not in my native language but now i love this new era of watching stuff from different cultures i just think it's great and it's so educational i love i love how how three of about the culture
1: three of netflix's biggest hits of the year will be Lupin, squid game and money heist none of which are in english like it's it, well, Lupin not in English? It's French. It's a French show. Ah. You didn't even know that, did you?
0: No, but I have watched the other two. Mm. You're proud of me then. That's all right, isn't it?
1: I am. I am. I, I think there's always great gems to watch in the foreign stuff. And the foreign language categories at the Oscars are always have some of the and best I, films there. I
0: always feel like that because something's in a foreign language... You know, like you said, Ben, I've never seen anything like Squid Games before. Maybe, you know, the Korean population have. But I think if you watch something in another language, you actually are watching something, oh, I've never seen anything like this before, because it's not the norm of what uh, like, what kind of show or film is is made in England. Or you, do you understand what, I, what I'm trying to say? It's just, it's different anyway, regardless of the language. It's a different style of show, different genres. And I just think it's great. And I... Can we just talk about the soundtrack for Squid Game as well?
1: I mean you can.
0: Have you do you not know can we will I get done for copyright if I play a clip?
1: I do not know the copyright laws and I'm not willing to risk it.
0: Okay, so I'm not <laughs> playing it. Because there's thousands a legit.
1: of complaints. Well, you know. It's all about good practice, Jacob, isn't it? It
0: is I'm like not a, a lawyer. <laughs> Yet.
1: No, I will never be a lawyer. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: I, I feel like five, six years ago, you wanted to be a lawyer.
1: I've never wanted to be a lawyer. I think lots of lawyers are assholes.
0: Okay. Your brother wants to be a lawyer, doesn't he?
1: No. He's never Does wants. he not? No, uh, he hasn't um, oh,
0: yeah. Maybe it's because it's now 10 to 12 I'm fully getting my wires crossed. I could have sworn one of you or your brother Did want to be a lawyer No, we're both anyway. quite
1: argumentative Which means I think we'd both make quite a good Oh,
0: you, you would oh, God, you I can't read that rug. much
1: Pardon? I can't read that much
0: No, it's too much, isn't it? Um, also, I feel like if you were Regardless of whether you agreed With your, like defendant or the person you're representing oh yeah Even i could not i could not do them. someone you, who
1: was guilty and i could not you
0: couldn't you just I, there's no side
1: i couldn't i couldn't do it i'm not morally set out to be a lawyer <laughs> no not at all and actually talking about people who have weak morals um yeah last week uh, i went to reopening night of dear Evan hansen because it's my brother's favorite musical and i got him tickets to watch it way back in december 2019 for Mar- so you
0: actually went to the theatre and watched it?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, like, so I got in the tickets for March 2020, and then obviously right. one thing and the other, and then we finally oh, so got... Oh,
0: something called COVID? What? Something called COVID?
1: Yeah, because of something called COVID, and then we finally uh, got to right. go, like, literally last week, and it was the first night they had been open for about f- four... They said it was about 580 days. It was an insane amount of time. And it was. I bet the
0: atmosphere incredible. Oh, it by was way.
1: electric. I mean, I don't like musicals, and I don't particularly like plays um, to watch. <laughs>
0: Despite having a background in drama.
1: Despite being a theatre kid at school. No, I, I, I don't like watching it. I find it always really weird, and I always see people acting. But my God, I love this. Like, I really was sucked into it. Um. I think the characters are all awful, but the songs are great. <laughs> the, the, the soundtrack has been my soundtrack. Um,
0: uh, not better than the Squid Game soundtrack.
1: I challenge you that. Um, <laughs> the, the, it was quite funny. Like There was about five minutes clapping before when the guy just walks on stage, and there was about ten minutes clapping at the end. It was literally electric atmosphere the whole way through. Did I think. you
0: pay a theatre price for like a £5 ice cream?
1: No. I did nearly buy some wine, and then I thought, I can't afford this. <laughs> Students! Yeah, I was like, I can't afford to drink here. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely afford to drink
0: at spins
1: Oh, yeah, go to student bars. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was like, yeah, that's not happening. But, um, yeah, it was really good. I haven't seen the film yet. I'm aware the film came out last week. I'll wait to DVD, because I've heard some not good things about the film. And I'm off such a high having seen the, it in, in the Yeah, theater. I
0: thought you'd be in a rush to go and do the comparison.
1: Well, firstly, I have been really, really busy since it's come yeah. out. Like, And the film's not made Hence enough... That's
0: why we're recording this at nearly midnight on a Sunday.
1: Yeah, and the film's not made enough money to stick around in theatres for a really long time. Um, yeah. Also, you know, I've heard not good things about the film. So I want to enjoy having liked the... I want to enjoy having good memories for a short amount of and time. And you want
0: to enjoy having the soundtrack for a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll still have the soundtrack when it's over, hopefully. Um,
0: um, ben, just before we get into Eternals, um, I just want to say that Squid Game, ha- having watched what you watched, what age rating do you think it should be? Because I know there's a lot of controversy about that at the minute. Because in schools, people are playing red light, green light. And that obviously means that, you know, every school has now started playing this game that they weren't Didn't. playing before. Kids are watching it. Do you think kids should watch it? What age rating should it be, in your opinion?
1: I haven't watched enough of it to make a decision.
0: No. I think it should be a fifteen.
1: I'm also not the BBFC person. Like in my opinion, violence should be really high up and sex should be really low. I'm kind of abnormal in that factor. <laughs>
0: Yeah, just a little bit. Um, I mean, I think it's... that. you know, I, no, I don't agree with you on that. Well, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it,
1: everyone has their own tastes.
0: You know, opinions on the matter. Um, no, no. Okay, Ben, shall we talk about Eternals?
1: Yes, the new Marvel film. Um, it's the however many... Al- number of outings in the MCU do you remember when people used to start by saying what number it is I feel like people have just now lost count which
0: yeah I mean the thing is it's I feel like now after Endgame it's It's running out of steam it you said it man I mean I'm not a big MCU guy but I feel like now they are just I feel like for a start they've it doesn't they should have waited longer like a lot longer before bringing out new films.
1: They waited two years, which I think was a good... Yeah, I don't think it's long enough. Well, I'm not... ai actually kind of didn't mind the film. length, but It's the constant Disney Plus series that I think has made the whole thing feel a lot, a lot less special to me. And I've really right. noticed it with the last couple of films also. And I say this with a really heavy heart. Other than Shang-Chi, Black Widow is a bit of a clunker, and Eternals is it's not amazing um is it bloody it follows blind? it follows a group of heroes from beyond the stars who have protected earth since the dawn of man <laughs> so literally these people are eternal and have lived on earth for eight years why haven't they done anything like that's the first <laughs> massive plot like not even like why about... are you
0: just following them now they have yeah, not around. even
1: not even about like Phanos. But why haven't they done things about, like, slavery? Or, you know... But
0: I feel like you're one of the only people that, when watching that, would think that.
1: I think it's quite an obvious point. Anyway, when the monster's called the Deviants...
0: I do think you like to overanalyse things, though, Ben.
1: No, I really don't, but I just think that's kind of an obvious one. But when monsters I mean, called deviants, um, which they thought had been extinct, mysteriously returned, the team are forced to reunite again for the first time in thousands of years, and defend humanity once again. Now, this what film is been directed.
0: Doing in those thousands of years, this just pre- presents so many issues. Carry on.
1: Yeah, it it kind of does, and the film doesn't do a great job of answering them. It's directed by Oscar winner Chloe Zhao, who won her best directing Oscar for *Nomadland*, uh literally last last Oscars. And I think she's a brilliant filmmaker. And, Eternals, and you love
0: Nomadland
1: I, well. I love Nomadland. I think it's a beautiful film. Eternals hasn't changed that for me. And I think, actually, Eternals is probably the most ambitious solo MCU film they've done so far. Other than Endgame and Infinity War, I think it's by far and away the most ambitious film they've done. I think it's the most unique film they've done. I love the fact it's their most diverse film, and it's the first film that feels like they properly went through on diversity, not just the basics. Um, and all of that stuff is great. And I think all of that stuff, including how ambitious the film is, even though it hasn't worked, should stay. But, what I think... What
0: went
1: wrong? Firstly, you have these characters, and they're off... I do think Chloe Zhao actually has got some emotional. I think she has grounded the film emotionally. And I think it has some of the best emotions in the whole franchise. Which is kind of cool considering the characters often talk about their lack of humanity. And lots of the thing, lots of the film is how they haven't helped humans a lot. Um, And Chloe Zhao asks these moral questions that kind of Marvel's never really wanted to. She, like, talks about the cost of individual life, whether humans are worth saving. And the film loves humans. Like, with every other Marvel film, it feels like every human's either a superhero or a huge superhero in waiting. But with Eternals, it celebrates humans for being humans. Which is great from Marvel film. Um, There's just... There's so many positives, but somehow it's not a satisfying film. I think the scale is too big. Even for a masterful filmmaker like Chloe Zhao. She's just they've bit off way too much they can having twelve superheroes and trying to tweet them treat, treat them all equally. And they're all never. New, gonna, what I wrote, and they're all new and they're never experience. right they're, it was never gonna work. And the film's really long and I don't think it earns the length of it is. It's two and a half hours. Same with June. I had the exact same feeling with June That I, I thought it was too long and I was a bit bored by the end of it. Um, I think what it would have been a better film. If Xiao kept all the really ambitiousness and diversity. But focused on three of the 12 heroes. I'm not sure which three. I think people have their own opinions on that matter. But in the same way the original X-Men... Did 21 years ago when they focused on Wolverine, Rogue, Professor X, and Magneto and gave household all of them.
0: Household name superheroes?
1: Yeah, but they weren't household names back then. No, no, no,
0: no that's what I'm saying. They were made into household name superheroes because yeah. you. Like, but I feel she, like. But Brian... Would you be able to categorically remember all 12 superheroes from
1: Eternals? No, I'm not, and I'm not even going to try. But. Exactly. um But I think if you focused on four of them, you could have still made the rest of the team feel convincing and you could have still set up the rest of the team well while giving the film a better narrative drive. I think it was too ambitious, but I will say for a franchise that's around 20 20 or so entries, I would much rather see an ambitious Marvel film than one that does the same thing I've seen 20 times before. And I also, and I I do love the diversity, so it's not a complete plonker. I think it's not as bad as some people have said it is. I just think it's satisfying. It's unsatisfying and it's good. And I think at this stage you want a bit more from a Marvel film. And you want more from a Chloe Zhao film as well.
0: Okay, so would you basically say, you wouldn't you wouldn't encourage people to go rushing, you know, to go watch this film?
1: Not yet. No. No.
0: Do you think that this, uh, the Eternals as like a superhero group, and as like a character almost, have a future in the MCU?
1: Look, the film has made a lot of money in its opening weekend. I don't think a poor critical consensus, or mixed consensus, from critics will stop that. Because first you need to wait to see what fans are. It's a divisive film, but at least it's done okay at the box office. And I think the franchise has set them up in a way I think it would feel like more of a retcon to stop going forward with their stories. Also, you never right. know what a sequel can do.
0: Right. Might be big.
1: Yeah might be massive
0: shall we dive into the news
1: it's the news yes
0: this is the article film news at two minutes past midnight no one's probably listening uh, ever at midnight um maybe we don't know uh quite surprised to see this in the news ben um it's not like having Charlotte back on the podcast. Ariana Grande is in the news.
1: Yes, Ariana. In the
0: particular film news.
1: Ariana Grande and Cynthia Rivo are set to star as Alpha and Jacinda. I think that's how you say their names. In the adaptation of Wicked. Um, Ariana Grande had famously tweeted tw- 10 years ago. Before she was famous, it was her dream role. And Cynthia Erivo... No,
0: she was famous 10 years ago as a child actress.
1: Okay. But there's one thing... She's on Salmon
0: Cat on Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah, but, like, how many child actresses have not great careers after they grow up?
0: I mean, so many.
1: Yeah, so that's why I don't think it's a fair thing to call her famous. And if Cynthia Erivo, who's a Tony winner, she's a Grammy winner, she's an Emmy winner, and she's an Oscar nominee. So, she's very talented, and she's British, which makes me love her even more. Um, They're starring in the film... I know nothing about Wicked. I've heard it's quite famous, and I do know it's based off The Wizard of Oz. Um, and it's being directed by John M. Chu, who's directed I Crazy. remember.
0: There's a play called Wicked, isn't
1: there? Yeah, it's based off the musical of Wicked.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh, Ben, I love how like plays are coming into the programs this week. I was in London, billboards everywhere advertising Wicked at the West End. I wanted to go watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's one right? of
1: the biggest musicals of all time. It's one of the bigger I, ones that's I not I hated Oz
0: the Great and Powerful.
1: I didn't care for that film as much as I loved James Franco <laughs> and Michelle Williams. Then we
0: were in The Wizard of Oz on stage years ago.
1: Oh yeah, in year seven. I think I was in year I seven. I was
0: year six. You were a...
1: I, can't, I I legit cannot remember that. I didn't. I, I hadn't thought of it until you brought it up. Um, Yeah, I, it's directed by John M. Chu, who is quite... He's directed Crazy Rich Asians and In the Heights, which even though it wasn't a massive commercial success, is one of my films of the year, and it proved the guy can direct the hell out of a musical. So I have my fingers quite tentatively crossed for this film.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love that Ariana, Ariana's in it, because I love her, and I think she it'll be great to see her act.
1: She'll be box office dynamite.
0: <laughs> oh my God, how expensive? How much do you think they're paying her? Millions.
1: Probably not that much because she's not an actress.
0: No, but she's a massive, massive household name and a massive jaw.
1: Yeah, but if she wanted millions, she should release a new album. Like, there's she's okay. probably not getting paid as much as if she wasn't as an A-list movie star. Let's <laughs> just just putting that out there. She's just, okay. Um,
0: um. Also in the news this week, Christian Stewart uh, is has a, an inspired casting. As a woman on the Brick of Escape. So no, that's superficially... the review. What?
1: That's Spencer. Oh my God! You've literally...
0: I just read the wrong bullet
1: point. Yep, yeah, that's my that's my news. That's my Spencer review you've just done. Ah, just...
0: which is coming up later in the podcast. <laughs> also uh... in the
1: news. This is how late at night we're doing this. Uh, Lost Illuminate... It's past Daniel...
0: midnight now, yeah. and I, I put it this way: I did an eight-hour shift today in a co-op on my feet the whole time, so I am very tired. Anyway, then we're on the news. I'm with it. Where's me Red Bull?
1: <laughs> Lost Illuminate, Daniel Day Kim is starring in the last a- live action. I'm not with it either. Avatar: Last Airbander at Netflix. I like Daniel Day Kim. I don't. I've never watched Avatar. Maybe it'll be a Netflix thing.
0: Big though. It's big. It is and big. I... So have Netflix have bought Avatar. Is that is that what's they're what's
1: doing happening? a live action film? Which you never know. It could be interesting. Shay,
0: I'm surprised they didn't go down the series route. But it might, might be a series.
1: Now. Actually, I think it is a series. I think there already ah. has been a film directed by Mike and that's why I got confused. I don't. No, I, don't I don't care yes. about the franchise. Like I don't. <laughs> I. I it's, it's, it's big news. Doesn't bother me. I, do, I, I, I don't mind. It's big news. So I put in the script. Uh, Disney have a new live-action
0: show called... <laughs> ben, you just put Disney's uh, live-actions.
1: Okay, so Gal Gadot has been cast as the evil queen in Disney's new live-action Snow White film. She will be starring opposite Rachel Ziegler, who, although she's never starred in an actual film before, Rachel Ziegler has got big... She's the lead in the upcoming West Side Story. She's a big role in Shazam too. She's gonna be Snow White. She's gonna be big in five years time. Anyway, Gal Gadot, we get to see her as an evil queen, which will be an interesting move for the woman who plays Wonder Woman. Um, let's see Ooh, if she exciting. can sing.
0: I love, I love when you watch like a uh, an actor or an actress as w- like a good guy in one film, and then they're the bad guy in another. I yeah, love
1: I'm, that. I'm slightly worried for two reasons for a couple of reasons. Firstly, well, quite I, think worried that I'm, I think she's um, too
0: all over the place, or we we are we on about this again. Yeah, we're on about <laughs> this. News. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm worried that she's a bit too young to play the evil queen. Yeah, I think she's I still. I think in... it's
0: a stereotype that villains have to be old. But go on. Yeah,
1: but I think that like not that she has to be old, but I think she's still in her young action hero fighting days. Period. Okay. Um. I also don't know if she can sing, and the film's a musical, with music by... Um...
0: Do you think
1: they would have cast someone that can't sing, then? Yes, actually. I was thinking, I haven't heard her sing, but then again I remembered I had in that Dreadful Imagine video that came out a year ago. So. Oh no,
0: was she in that?
1: Yeah, she was in that.
0: Even I think I've seen that on TikTok of it being laughed at.
1: Yes, it was awful. Oh um, dear, this is like so I was but, defending And the music is being written by the guys who did the music for Dear Evan Hansen and La La Land and the Greatest Showman. So the music massive, oh,
0: massive The massive. music
1: will bang and it's being directed by Mark Webb, who's And it's tri- gonna be
0: played on the radio for the next eighteen months yeah. if it's same team like the
1: greatest showman. Yeah. Or La La Land or Dear Evan Hansen. Three great yes. soundtracks. But the film's been directed by Mark Webb, whose films have been great in Finding Netherland and 500 Days Till Summer, and terrible in the Amazing Spider-Man films and Quantum of Solace. So I'm not sure whether this film's going to be good or bad, but it is the last of the big Disney things to be adapted into live action. And
0: it's, it's, it's exciting, Ben. We're talking about this, and I feel excited. I want to know how this, this is going to turn out.
1: Mm.
0: I, I, I'm I, genuinely intrigued It could be quite laughable Or it could be quite great um, Okay, I'm though...
1: positive I like Mark Webb as a director I like the music, I like Agrodot So I think he'll be good
0: Let's hope, let's hope And also uh, musicals They can easily go wrong I think it's fair to say Yes I think they are risque. Okay, even though I've already slightly spoiled the Spencer review, because now it is late at night, Ben, forgive me, uh, you've watched Spencer, and you uh, you came out of the centre with just loads and loads of thoughts on this, right?
1: Yeah, so Spencer, the new biopic of Princess Diana, which is less of a more traditional biopic, because it's not based off actual events. It's kind of more of a... Is it like
0: a fan theory?
1: No, it's kind of, it's a false story rooted in real life. It's got quite a poetic fable sense Is it. Is it a bit
0: like crown or not?
1: No, so where is the crown depict actual events? This is depicted over a Christmas, where we don't know the details, but it's rooted when her, um, her marriage to Charles has kind of fallen apart there's the rumours of the affair and the divorce she feels you kind of
0: you happened not too far away from where we live
1: mm, she um, feels kind of let down by the family but she's lived, been in it for long enough that she can play along with the game but this is kind of it's the last one it's not based off actual events but it's all rooted in reality and it's quite a poetic story. Um, Kirsten Stewart. Inspired casting. She's brilliant as like Princess Diana. Because she does that thing. Where any. Le- she could have just done a Princess Diana impression. But to be a truly great performance. When you're playing somebody's real, You've got to be them doing something. If you get what I mean. She's Princess Diana moving through the story. Instead of just this being is what princess, I, this is
0: what I like. Sorry, Ben. You know, do you know Cheat? Did you ever watch Cheat, the ITV thing? Yeah. They had a guy play Chris Tarrant, who was such a oh, good quiz, Chris yeah. Tarrant, but wasn't ju- quiz. That's it about the cheat. But they didn't just have a guy. Chris Tarrant going, oh, hello, everybody. Chris Tarrant here. You know, whenever anyone impersonates Chris Tarrant, he talks a little bit like this. He didn't, you know, it, was, it wasn't like a joke. You know, they didn't just impersonate, they really embodied. And I feel like that is what uh, Christian Stewart did based on what you're saying in this movie.
1: Yeah, it's the difference between Rami Malik in Bohemian Rhapsody and Tarrant Edgerton in Rocket Man. It's both of the. Rami Malik is. Um, um Freddie Mercury, but the film mm. kind of feels like it's going on around him. Whereas Taryn Edgerton is Elton John and you feel that performance moving through the movie, which also is moving. It right. feels it feels not just like an imitation, but it's alive. And mm. Kirsten Stewart feels like she's under the skin of Diana and it feels like an alive and moving performance, which is truly brilliant. Um she also, because, okay, everyone knows who Diana is and her tics and her shyness. She plays that perfectly, and there is kind of a ghost story element to it. It's a bit of a psychological horror, it's a bit of an underdog story, it's a fighter story, it's a mother story. I think it's one of the best films of the year. I think Pablo Lorraine has made something truly poetic in it I think it's beautiful work of art I think it's a unique biopic like his work in the Jackie film a couple of years ago and I think I would better grant that Kirsten Stewart's going to win the Oscar this year for this role she is wow is she that good she's that good and she's playing Princess Diana and the praise she is getting off this it's undeniable. she's next year's Oscar winner Okay, maybe I wouldn't bet a grand because I don't have a grand, but I would certainly bet a couple of my toes. Like or three of them. Uh, I'll bet three of or them.
0: Or half a pint of weather speeds.
1: I'll bet three of my toes. That's how confident I am she's going <laughs> to win.
0: But it's a, it's a strong statement, Ben, but you, you just think
1: she's smashed this role. What? Oh, she's Cause... undeniable. Undeniable. Right.
0: Amazing. Brilliant. Amazing. She is an inspired choice.
1: Oh, such brilliant casting. But it's, it's also Love like that. one of the first times I watched... Because Kirsten she's a brilliant actress, but she's quite fidgety, and she has her own personal tics that get into her roles. And that's fine, I like them, but this is the first time I felt like I wasn't watching her play someone. okay. I just felt so immersed in the performance. And it wasn't like I was just watching an impression, it was like I was watching a character. It was truly phenomenal.
0: Still to come on today's you Film Podcast, Doctor Who uh, and my nerd out. But first, before we get to my nerd out, let's talk about some other trailers that have dropped this week. Uh, you know, there's new, a new film centred around Spider-Man's villain
1: yes morbius so it's the new film
0: i uh, thanks ben by the way for just spacing out uh, the bullet points so i can't go off and read a line from your doctor who review
1: no i, I, I did <laughs> that appreciate to, that I, I did that to help you out and actually to help me out because it's late at night um, it is
0: late at night
1: <laughs> you know so morbius is the spider-man villain um He's from the comics. I don't read comics, so I don't know who he is. Um, it's in whole Sony's new play to make lots of films based off Spider-Man villains because that's all they own the rights to. Um, Oscar winner Gerald Leto is taking the lead role here. He's hit or miss. The trailer looked more miss than hit. It has got Matt Smith in, and I like watching Matt Smith in anything he's in. It's I a- don't like him. Okay, well that's your opinion. I I love the guy.
0: Terrible doctor.
1: I will disagree on that statement. Um, <laughs> then uh, it's got Michael Keaton is in it. He's reprising his role as Vulture from the MCU. Which means this is tied to the MCU. Which so's Venom. After the Venom, let there be carnage post-credit scene, which brought Venom into the Tom into the Tom Holland Spider-Man MCU universe. And then it got me thinking, this film was being released in January. Why right. would Sony put this four weeks on off the back of Spider-Man No Way Home? Is it yeah it is No Way Home this film. Um but if they're doing a Sinister Six, um which is widely rumored, and we already know Jamie Foxx is coming back, and we already know Alfred Mulane is coming back. Michael Keaton will probably be back, because he's still alive in that universe. Now, if Tom Hardy's Venom has been pushed into the world, they need, what, one more villain? Could Jared Leto be appearing in Spider-Man No Way Home? I'm not sure what the to six are in the comics, but maybe that's a reason to get excited for the film? I'm not sure. I think the it's trailer looked If you're a fan of MCU, bad. Ben could be onto something here. But I think I the mean, trailer to looked, me. It means bugger all. The trailer didn't look great, though, if I'm honest. Right. But I, since the film was announced and the castings happened and everything I've seen from this film's not looked good, so, you know, I, I hope to be proved wrong. But I have no be expectations. Like, yeah.
0: Lots of big franchises in the podcast today, Ben. Doctor Who, one that we're going to get to in just a second as well. As well as, you know, my massive nerd out that's uh, coming up. But also, we've spoken about Squid Games. We've also spoken about the MCU a couple of times. Avatar. Stranger Things. Massive franchise. Yeah, they
1: released a trailer yesterday or a one-minute teaser. As I'm jokingly now calling the show Fear Evan Hansen because as everyone was criticising Ben Platt for looking about 40, playing a high school teenager, (laughs) I think with so many delays, it's undeniable that the Stranger Things cast are probably aged. (laughs) They're probably ageing out of these roles soon. Um, Yes. (laughs) There were a couple of shots in the trailer when I was like, how old are these guys now? Because they all look like adults. When in reality, they're just our age. Um... The trailer looked. Have you seen it?
0: No, I don't watch Stranger Things. I watched you? Are you one a and fan two. The rest
1: of the I watched one and two. I didn't watch three. Um, I think it looked like Stranger Things, if you're a fan of that show. It's coming next summer. I hope it's the final season. Actually, no, I don't. I hope season five comes out and they're all like 40 pretending to play high schoolers with the massive gap. I between mean, that season. would be
0: funny, but it would just become a massive meme and.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for like it. the whole Steve Buscemi from 30 Rock scene, like where he's playing the private detective going to school. Yeah, into I know. What, what
0: I'd love for them to do is like. Hey, man, you dyed your hair grey. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's the, it's the newest thing. Newest yeah. <laughs> crazy town, dye your hair grey. Yeah, it's <laughs> the... the, it's, they're you've, they're seen the
1: whole, you've seen the whole What's Up, Fellow Children meme yes. with Steve Buscemi. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and I loved how he dressed up as that from Hallow, for Halloween this <laughs> year. But no, I kind it, of wanted to go full that way. It's
0: like old... but It's genuinely like old to middle-aged people dressing up as, like, kids for Halloween and getting I would, a laugh.
1: I would love to watch a TV show that, like, had a cast of 40-year-olds playing high schoolers and was so in on the joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what you got here. You got I mean, like it's
1: that. kind of what we've got with Pen15, because that's right. a bunch of 30-year-olds playing their 13-year-old selves alongside 13-year-olds. But I would right. kind of quite like something else to go the full hog.
0: i think in terms of the franchise and like an actual show would it do any well or would it just be laughed at but you would get so much personal enjoyment out of it
1: well it depends how well it's made like everything else anyway jacob Uh, what did
0: you think of the trailer ben no just quickly other than the age thing what did you think of stranger things
1: i thought it looked like stranger things i it's okay, yeah, I'm not excited. So much
0: to... You're giving me so much there, Ben. Thank you.
1: Well, I'm not excited for season four, so... I mean, the I'm trailer excited did for nothing what we're about to talk about. Yeah, can Very I just excited. say about this trailer... Yes. I did not understand anything that happened in those two minutes. Why? I just didn't. Why?
0: Okay, I feel like... What we're on about is The Book of Boba Fett. I don't think it should be called The Book of Boba Fett, first and foremost. I think it should be called Boba Fett or Fett or Underworld, something like that. But the trailer, unlike Mandalorian season, or season one in particular, the trailer for that appealed to people who weren't necessarily Star Wars fans already. What The Book of Boba Fett doing, is doing is, yes, it's appealing to diehard Star Wars fans, but if you haven't watched The Mandalorian, if you're not going to watch Ahsoka, if you haven't really watched some some Rebel stuff, you're not going to understand the Book of Boba Fett. It's not going to make sense. So my criticism is it just pleased the diehard fans like myself and got us all very excited, but I would have loved some, some stuff that, Ben, you could understand, right? I mean, what it's showing is... Essentially, uh, Bob Fett taking over the throne of uh, Jabba the Hutt, and he's going to go and rule the underworld not with fear, fear, but with respect. Did you get that, then At all?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I kind of tuned out during. There was not one moment in that trailer where I thought, "Oh, this looks really cool." There was
0: a bit of the political side into it. I didn't think there was enough of him fighting.
1: I mean, if it is a whole show about politics, that might twink my interest more.
0: If- it won't all be about... It'll be about politics and made-up gangsters, Ben.
1: Yeah, that could work. I, 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 that, that, that has sold me more than any of the anything else I've seen about the show.
0: Okay, well, maybe you can watch it, because I'm bloody excited. I just, you know, as you, Ben, you're not a Star Wars fan, but you liked season one The Mandalorian because it was accessible to you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've watched most of Star Wars and thought, yeah, yeah that exists. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I've watched none of Star Trek, so I'm doing way better on the war side of things. I mean, I'm, I'm, I I'm just not a sci-fi guy. No, I, I haven't
0: watched Star Trek either.
1: I'm not a massive sci-fi guy. I think I'm the only person on the planet who didn't like June. So...
0: And also, like, the only person on the planet that wasn't in love with Squid Games.
1: Yeah, like it's not me.
0: Quite ironic, then You've just said you don't like sci-fi. Uh, you love Doctor Who, which is what we're talking about now.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure why, but I I do think I know why. I think it's because I. Wasn't.
0: I feel like it's a childhood show for you. Yeah, it's
1: nostalgia. I wasn't a Star Wars kid. I wasn't a Marvel kid. I wasn't a comic kid. See, so I what everyone Star else Wars. has the nostalgic reactions to, I mainly mm. get off Doctor Who and Master Chef.
0: See, MasterChef's
1: a weird one. I wouldn't lead with that. <laughs> I right, yeah. I there's a new season of MasterChef: The Professionals coming out tomorrow, and I'm really excited for it. But, Again,
0: uh, I wouldn't lead with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no. So the third team season of Doctor Who, which is subtitled Flux, um, it's aired its first two episodes. Um, it's introduced us, Game of Thrones. Jacob Anderson as Vinda. I don't want to get much into the plot of it because. Well, firstly, I'm not entirely sure I can describe the plot of it, because there's lots of different things happening. The universe is being torn apart. The Tardis is broken. We've what? introduced the Tardis can't is dying. Break
0: the Tardis. The Tardis Even is dying. It's already actually broken, isn't
1: it? Yeah, we're introducing John Bishop's new companion. He's great. There's Tarans and Weeping Angels and Cybermen. Monsters-wise, plot-wise, this season, which.
0: Is it, there any
1: Daleks? I'm not sure. It's There's no Daleks confirmed yet, and there's no Master confirmed yet. Monsters-wise, it's an embarrassment of riches. And, I mean, they are really throwing the kitchen sink at Jodie Whitaker's last season, <laughs> um, which is also kind of working because they're doing a six-episode narrative arc instead of right. doing, like, ten separate episodes, which, for me, I prefer further, I think it's an interesting direction for the thing to do, Um, and I think Whittaker, particularly in the second episode, really coming into her own as that character, I mean, I always thought she was good, I actually do quite like her energy in the role, I think she suits it, Um, I feel like this episode, she got to be properly doctory, in a way that was really quite cool. And there was a moment at the end of the episode where I thought, okay, this is... It's the first episode where I thought, okay, this is Jodie's Doctor. This is her characterisation. Now we know who she is. Which I think over one and two we haven't had enough of. So I hope season three keeps making her feel epic. Overall, it's a mixed bag. I think there's lots of narrative threads being... um, Chucked into the ground yet, and I don't think everything's worked yet. But it's a six-episode mini series almost, so they can, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't to all try. need to tie up t- two episodes in. Um, right, and it looks really good. And that second episode, the first episode, I was a bit like meh, and I but I was like I'll stick with it because there was enough there. The second episode tonight, I was like, oh, that's good. You had yeah. some tower and on horseback. You had Crimean War, you had John Bishop whacking a son, fighting us on towns with a wok, you had Jodie Comer being great. This episode was like, boom. I mean, I hope the series doesn't disappear into its own like black hole and go completely off the rails, like Chris Chipnell's uh, era as the Doctor Who showrunners tended to do, and like Stephen Moffat <laughs> used to do. And let's be honest, it's quite a Doctor Who thing to set up a story really well and then go completely off the rails in the second half of the season or the second half of the yeah, story arc. Yeah, I think arc.
0: that's why I didn't like Matt Smith as the Doctor, be, as the doctor because they changed the showrunners or the, the writers when he did. Yeah, over. so
1: Moffat took over. I think Stephen... But weirdly, Stephen Moffat wrote most of the best episodes of the Russell T Davies era anyway. Um, so kind of weird i think the whole show quite famously is bad at sticking landings but that but i kind of love how wacky it gets we've got another four episodes to see if this is good and then we've got three feature length specials as well and then i love how excited you are for this and fun. then and then i'm uh, this this is awful i'm excited for it to be over and there to be a new uh, doctor and russell t davis to be back but i am loving the black i just it makes nothing makes me feel like nothing gives me that huge hit of nostalgia like this show does. Except like
0: celebrity MasterChef or just Master Chef in general.
1: Any type of MasterChef.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Any. Or anything with Jamie Oliver in either. I watched a lot of cooking shows growing up with my mum.
0: <laughs> I can tell. But yeah. can you cook?
1: I'm not awful.
0: Doesn't answer the question, Ben.
1: I can cook a little bit.
0: You can put a pizza in the oven.
1: I can cook more than a pizza. I know my way around some corn cubes.
0: Nice! And I do
1: a mean butternut squash lasagna and a great veggie chili con carne. So I can cook a couple of recipes.
0: I'm intrigued to know more about uh, butternut squash lasagna. I feel like that could be a whole podcast in its own. Yeah. Ben... As ever, thank you so much. It is now half 12 on a Monday morning. I'm I've so sorry for
1: screwing this up by getting my timings wrong. Oh, it is. Th-
0: don't worry, Ben. It's <laughs> fine. I literally got back from work at half 10 and was straight on the podcast at 11. It's fine. Um, but we're both absolutely knackered, as you can probably tell. So, thank you for getting this for the podcast. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts right now, scroll down, leave us a review, give us a five-star rating, hopefully. Yeah. Um, subscribe to the podcast so it comes straight in your inbox share it with your friends Heath 101 at gmail.com to get in touch i'll take you from on twitter i'll take your film is the website just google it it's the first thing that comes up i've been jacob dyer he has been the exceptional ben heath and uh, we will see you in the next podcast hopefully where we've had a bit more sleep and it's not as late at night sound good
1: yep we're off to bed bye good night <laughs>